Kum Lenin Ablat Gemara. Today's daf is Yevamid Avchov Chesamar Aleph. This is the Gemara for Monday, Gimel Nisan. The last thing we learned was a very interesting argument to Rabbi Yechanan, and it goes as follows. There were uh, two sisters. Reuben and Shimon were married two sisters, and they both died, and now Levi has these two sisters in front of them. So according to Rav, if he gave chalitza to either one, then the other one um, becomes permitted again, and he can marry the other sister. I don't care who, uh, which sister he married, the one who uh, Reuben died first, and Shimon died later, it doesn't matter which one. Rabbi Yechanan agrees. Rabbi Yechanan says, Regarding Reuven's wife, as soon as Reuven died, she was permitted to Levi. But a month later, Shimon died. So now she's forbidden to Levi because she's a sister of the one of Yezakuk. Then if, um, if you give Chalitza to that second woman, so the first woman goes back to her original heter. So Rabbi Yechen holds it only limited to the first wife. But Rabbi Yechen says you cannot give Chalitza to the first wife of Reuven, let's say, who died first, and then go ahead to Shimon and give him the Chalitza, uh, sorry, and marry her, because as soon as Shimon died, she was also from the very first moment to Levi, because she was a sister of an existing Zakuk. And Abiyachin holds, once you're Asa, it doesn't become permitted. It's only the first wife was permitted, and then became Asa, then became permitted again. That's, that's the argument of Abiyachin. And we asked a question Abiyachin from our Mishnah. We said, in, we just learned the Mishnah, there were four brothers, Reuben Shimon married two sisters, and they both died. And then now is Levi and Yehuda. Each, each one now has two sisters tied to him. Each woman there is a sister of the Zakuk. So it, is, it says in the Mishnah, give them chalitza no yibum. And we asked the question, why did you just give chalitza to the second, uh, the one who died, her husband died later? And then the first one could be married to either of them. And Abiyachin said, I don't know. Good question. I don't know who the author of the Mishnah is. The Gemara got went through yesterday a number of possible answers, and we reject each one. So now we're up to finally uh, the last final explanation. We're trying to exhaust all the possible explanations. Why Taka the Mishnah doesn't suggest give Chalitza to one of the second, uh, the, the one who uh, became a Yvama second, and then marry the first one. So the Gemara says up here when the Aleph, we're about four lines above the middle of um, the two dots. There, it begins with um, the first line of Yesi Haglili. Why do we answer? Very simple answer. You know why the Amisha doesn't suggest that? We don't know who died first. Reuben lived in one country, Shimon in another country, and we just don't know the timetable who died first. And that's why we can't suggest go give the Chalitza to the second one and marry the first one. We don't know who the second one is. Says so the a question. If we don't know who the second one is, why does the Mishnah say, but they didn't listen? It says, they didn't listen and they both married the sisters, whoever did, we forced them to divorce. Why? The first one who got married, the two brothers, let's say, got married first to one of the Ivamas, we could tell them, hey, you had no right to marry. Each one of them is a sister of your of your Zakuk, you had no right to marry. We forced them to divorce them. We say, man, who gave you permission? Elishniya, but the second brother, Yehuda, who married second, he can argue. One second, my brother, I think, gave chalitza to the to the second Yivama, and I'm here with the first one. In other words, it's a suffix if I did the wrong thing, and by a suffix, you don't force me out. The first brother definitely did the wrong thing, because I don't care first or second. Right now, you're marrying the sister of Yizakuk, but once he married her, there's no longer a problem of a sister of Yizakuk. The only problem is maybe she's already usher to you. It doesn't become mutter again. He says, maybe it's the other way around. Now that I'm married, maybe I ended up with the right woman, the one who, who became Yivama first. And we're not going to force someone to, to get based on the suffering. My friend, my, my brother-in-law married the, the one who the second Yivama. And I'm not ashamed to be. I'm marrying the first one. That's what Rabbi Yechina said. I have no idea who learned that Mishnah because it's very, the Mishnah should have recommended that. 
Okay, he continued. Now we learned you have two sisters married to Reuben and Shimon. But let's say Shimon's wife happened to be Levi's mother-in-law. Then Isa Erva on Isa and Erva, so that she's out of the equation. So, so Levi's allowed to marry uh, Reuben's wife. Because no longer the sister of a Zakuk. But Yehuda, for him, they're both permitted. And therefore, each one of them, the sister of a Zakuk, he cannot marry either one of them. Yehuda cannot marry neither Reuben's wife nor Shimon's wife because each one's the sister of a Zakuk. But as far as Levi's concerned, one of them is his mother in law. He can't marry anyway. So all he has left is available is one girl, one woman. So therefore, it's permitted. Says the Gemara, right now we thought, based continuing the thing before, who, who passed away first? Probably the mother-in-law is older than the other woman. So probably that um, we assume that Reuben was married to mother-in-law. Reuben died. And therefore, all you have now left is Shimon's, is Shimon's, uh, then Shimon dies a month later. So you have two sisters, but the mother-in-law died first. So So now, so Shimon has every right, sorry, Levi can marry Shimon's wife because obviously the mother-in-law is not tied to him. So he can marry Shimon's wife. And what does that leave only the mother-in-law who, who was the first one? So she was permitted. Then she became Asa when her sister, when her sister's husband died. So therefore let now Yehuda marry Reuben's wife because Yehuda said before that if when you when when she became Ivama she was permitted for five minutes even though afterwards she became uh, um, Asa because her sister's husband died it doesn't matter and, and, and then if the sister is taken out of the equation the, the the first one is permitted again so why doesn't so why don't we allow Yehuda also to marry and so let the therefore the chassan, the son-in-law, marry the other woman first. And then the, the Reuben's wife, who was the mother-in-law of, of Levi, now was permitted in the beginning, became Asa because her sister became available. Now she became permitted again because her sister was married by, to Levi or received a chalitza. And therefore she should be permitted. I'm going to papa who told you that the mother died first. You're going to not for half the end of my separation. Now, the other woman is the one who died first. And since the other woman is only available to, to Levi, because Levi can't marry his mother, so Levi marries the other woman. And now Yehuda can't marry either one because the one Reuben's wife is taken up and the only one was left is Shimon's wife. But Shimon's wife, from the moment that Shimon died, she was Usher because it was a sister of his Abelazar said, Bishamay says that they can live together. If they didn't listen, they defied us, they can remain, stay, remain married. Time you look at the Brahsa, different versions. Bishamay says he came with they can live together. If they defied us, they can live together. You know, the case of two sisters <clears throat> and two brothers afterwards, if each one married, let them remain married. Basil says, you see, they have to divorce, but they defied us, divorce. So Basil actually is more machmer here. Rav Shimon says, no, they can stay together. And Abishol says, I have a different version here. I believe this hill is one who's leaning. Bishamay says, you see, Bishamay says they have to divorce. So Basil and Yekaimah, they can remain married. So Yimara wants to know, Rav Shimon, so what Rav Shimon says they should stay together. What's he trying to say? Come on, who is he following? Iki Bishamay is, he's saying, I follow Bishamay. He says, I hold that Bishamay says you can live together. No, I knew Rav said the same thing. The Bishamay said they can live together. What's Rav Shimon adding? And Iki Basil, if he's saying, look, no, I'm following Basil because I follow like Abishol. That Basil is the one who says that they can live together. No, that, that Abishol said that. I knew Abishol. So what's Rav Shimon adding? Shimon is the third opinion. He says there's no argument. There's not even an argument to on this matter at all. Okay, then it said if one of them, if one of them was uh, um, was uh, an erva, um, right? The Mishnah said if one of these people were an erva, um, was an let's say Reuben Shimon married to sisters, and Shimon's wife was forbidden to Levi, 
So then, um, Shimon is allowed to marry Reuben's wife, because it's not the sister of a Zakuk. And the second brother, and Yehuda cannot marry either one. Says the Gemara, Hatanin the Chazim. No, we looked already before in the first parish. We looked in the first parish. We said before that if, let's say, there's Reuben Shimon Levi, and Shimon happened to be the mother-in-law of, of, of Shimon Reuben Shimon's wife, Shimon's wife, sisters Rachel Leah, and Shimon's wife was a mother-in-law of Levi. So then Levi's allowed to marry Reuben's wife because not the sister of a Zakuk, because um, her mother was never a Zakuk. So the we really know this principle. Why? repeating it here. The only difference between this mission and the previous mission is because in the previous mission there's only one brother, Levi, and we're discussing what happens with him. Here we're talking about is Levi and Yehuda. So Levi can, can marry the other one and Yehuda can marry either one. And there's a Chiddush involved over here. Says the Gemara, can have a choice. Because the Arab doesn't count. We need it. We need this case as well. Why? The Yashmin Hassan, we only the case was only one surviving brother. I would say, should let him meet him, there's no problem. He's only one surviving brother, and he's only, uh, and, and therefore, obviously, he can't marry his mom. He married another woman, and that's it. There's no issues here. Here they have two brothers. If we say to, to Brother Levi, you can marry Reuben's wife, because Shimon's wife is a mother, you can't be married Reuben's wife, then we'll think that Yehuda can marry Shimon's wife. A lady couldn't marry his wife, his mother-in-law, but Yehuda can. We won't realize there's a difference between two brothers. That's why we had to say this then as well. We're not, we're not going to make that decree, and it's all right. We're going to allow Levi to marry the other woman. because we'll, we'll make sure that no, that no mistakes arise. The fact that we tell Yehuda, don't marry either sister, that tells us that, generally speaking, you cannot marry the sister of Yuzakuk. So we'll know, because we see that Yehuda can't marry. Other people watching won't, will realize what's going on here. I will hustle the letter Shady, but in the case, there's only one brother, Levi. And we see him marrying one of the women. Okay, we know that he can marry his mother-in-law. We see him marrying the other one. What are we going to think? That you're allowed to marry the sister of Yuzakuk. Amaloy, the Fatsikha tell you in both cases, we're not going to make these gzaders up on our own. Next case, it says in our mission here, but what happens if it's an Isra Mitzvah, it's only Isra Drabonon, or an Isra Kedusha, it's only Isra Lab. Then we say, look, you can marry your Ibn. So Rabban, we don't allow you. So therefore, you still do not marry if there were two sisters. We're going to say that technically it's still considered Achois Kukas. It's different than Erva. It's only Isamitza. So that since in theory she can you can marry her. So you have two sisters, each one's an Achois Kukasi. You cannot even marry the other the other woman as well, the other sister as well. You have to give her Khalitsa. Says the Gemara, Isa Mitzah, Hanamitanina, we learned before as well the same thing. We learned before, Isa Mitzah, Isa Kedusha, Chaylatsa, let me say, Abemis, if there's only one brother, Levi, then he gives Chalitza, doesn't marry. So we know the concept that Isa Mitzah, on the one hand, Mahatayda, it's your wife, you have to give her something, but Midrabban, we don't let you marry her because it's it's like an Arab. So therefore, we, and we said, because Xerah, be a Shni, ought to be a Roshayna, but where the second be with there's no Mitzah, and so on. So we already know the concept. Why do you have to say in our mission again with two people? Says Yimon again, Hosm over there, Isa Mitzel Ochuda. Over here, over there is talking about, that means talking about, there's only one problem. Your, your, your sister-in-law is in Isa Mitzel. So we tell you, it's, it's Reuben and Shimon, two brothers. Reuben dies, and the, the woman there is in Isa Mitzel, like a grandmother or something to Shimon. So there we say that um, you have to give a chalitza, you cannot marry. That's what we know there. Hoch over here, there's Isa Mitzvah Chalitza. Here we're talking about a case with the two remaining brothers and there were two sisters. So there's an additional problem. There are two sisters there and um, and one of them is an Isa Mitzvah. 
So what's the difference? Salter, I mean, I would have thought, Lakum Isa Mitzvah, Makum In this case, I would have thought, look, the whole idea that a sister of a Zokuk is forbidden is only Rabban. So let's treat the Isa Mitzvah as if she's an Arab, and at least you should be able to do the Mitzvah evil with other remaining sister, even though Isa Mitzvah is only is really technically in theory. You can marry her. We don't let you. We want you to give Chalitza. But as far as a sister is concerned, you have a Mitzvah Yibum. So you know what? Let's treat Isa Mitzvah like an Arab, as if she's not here in the equation at all. And the remaining sister, you can marry. But Tiziabu married a sister. What do you mean, Tiziabu? How can you think you can be Miyabin the other sister? It's a sister of Azoko, Kusizma that I said, I'm Yakame, Mahatari, you could marry them, this Isa Mitzvah. So Kapoga Bachoiskukosi, the other woman is a Choiskukosi, the sister of Azoko. How can you even think that he should you should marry her? But you need to tell me not to. As Sangamora says, how could I never thought? But Shemitzah over Rabbanu. I would have thought because in the midst of Yibum, we're going to suspend the Isra of a sister of a Zakuk. It's only Rabban anyway, this whole idea, the sister of a Zakuk, because it looks like the sister of your wife. It's not, but it's not really your wife. So maybe we'll suspend that Isra in order to enable you to marry the remaining woman. Mashallah, no, that you have to give Chalitza and you cannot marry. Then it says, It says, if one of them, you're talking about over here, if let's leave it, two brothers, if one of them is, we said again, Reuben and Shimon married two sisters. Reuben's wife was forbidden to Levi. Shimon's wife was forbidden to Yehuda. In that case, each one of them can marry the other one because each one of them does not have a sister of a Zakuk. Says the Gemara again, it's the same theory, the same idea that the Arab doesn't count. It's not, it's not part, it's not attached to you. Who cares? We're talking about one brother, two brothers. We need it. If you have two brothers, if you have two brothers, since the second brother is not allowed to marry either one, right? There's only us to one person. So lady, uh, lady can only marry one of the women. And then Yehuda, we say, can I marry either one? Because each one is a sister of a Zakuk. Okay. The fact that we don't allow him to marry anyone tells us we know the din now about a sister of a Zakuk. Over here, both brothers, Levi and Yehuda, both going to get married to one of the sisters in law. Lady will marry the sister-in-law permitted to him, and Yehud will marry the sister-in-law permitted to him. Then people who, go, who don't understand what's going on here, the nuances, they're going to say, ah, you're allowed to marry the sister of Yisrael. Hey, Maloy, maybe we should prevent it. That's why we need this din. The fact that we don't allow each one to marry whoever they want. We force um, Levi to marry this woman, and Yehud to marry this woman, and people ask why this way. And we're going to be told because otherwise it'll be Achaz Kukasa here because of the Arabs permitted. Therefore, we'll know. <coughs> but in other cases, there's nothing really to show anything. Therefore, we need to be told. Then we continue further. We say, this is what we say that, um, that you know, the, the sister of the, the, of the Erba, you could either marry or give Khalid to. Zui, I mean, this is the case. What are you coming to exclude? Which case can't you do this? If the sister is only an Isamitsa to you, then you cannot marry the remaining sister because technically, you can marry either one, and therefore each one is a sister of a Zakuk. Or in the case of two brothers, Reuben and Shimon both married to an Isamitsa to Levi Yehuda. Reuben's wife is Isamitsa to Levi, a grandmother of Levi, and Shimon's wife is a grandmother of Yehuda. Again, we learned this before. The same thing, the same principle. What's the difference if it's only one brother that she's also to? What's the difference if both brothers or Reuben and Shimon's both wives are forbidden to live in Yehuda? No. I would have thought, when do we say that we don't consider an Easter of a mitzvah which is only Rabbanan and treat it as if it's an error and therefore she's out of the equation? We're worried about the second brother there, that if the second brother can go ahead. And, and, and if we're going to allow the second brother to marry, then we can have a problem. Uh, in, in other words, if we're going to say to the first brother, you can marry 
Isa Mitzvah is out of the equation. You can marry the other woman. So the second brother will think, well, then I can marry the remaining one. So we're worried. That's why we say no. There's no problem because both of them are allowed to marry. Uh, if we're going to say that Isa Mitzvah is like an error. So they will end up marrying one and you will end up marrying another one. There's no problems will arise from it. And because they're both married. Kamash no, we're not making these errors. We had this a long time ago, in the beginning of the Masechta. In the first Mishnah Masechta, we have 15 cases of Arayas. And then the Mishnah says over there that these cases, we start over the daughter, the daughter's daughter, or daughter, you know, uh, son's daughter, and so on. And um, so our daughter, and so on, and, and the mother. Um, and then we said over there that, the, then we talked about that the Tzorah of the Arab is also forbidden. To you, and then the mission includes that even the tsara of the tsara, and no matter how many times they get married further down the track, if, if one of the people that was also to Levi is in, keeps on getting married to another brother, another brother, another brother, it re always remains also to Levi, the tsara of a tsara. And then the and then the mission said over here that uh, you have a case of uh, and so on. Says the and this is what Rabbi Yehuda says as well. All fifteen cases I say If, for example, two sisters and one of the sisters is forbidden to Levi, then the other one, the one remaining one, remains is muta to Levi because it's no longer the sister of Yuzok. Any one of these fifteen erbes. That's what I say. That's what he uses the name of Rab. Um, all 15 cases are and the sister, the main sister, if she becomes a sister-in-law, have a choice. You can be meyabim the, the other sister because one of the sisters is, is one of the 15 arroyas in the mission. So the Rabbi says no. Metargim, he says it only applies from the case number seven onwards. Mechama is available in modern onwards. like your daughter, no. My time, but why? Because What's going to happen? Levi and Yehuda, but each one of them has a daughter, right? Who end up marrying Reuben and Shimon. But these two daughters are sisters. Now, how can Levi and Yehuda, each one of them have a daughter that's a sister of each other? It must be that they share the common mother. But if Levi would have married a woman, Yehuda has no right to marry the woman because if Levi would have married a woman, if it's divorced her, Yehuda can't marry your brother's wife. Only Yibum, only by Yibum, but there's no children. Otherwise, even though he divorced, Levi divorced, so Yehuda can marry. So how is it possible for Yehuda and Levi to, to both of them have daughters from the same woman? The only way it's possible is if she was raped, if she was a victim. If, if Levi, let's say, raped her and had a daughter, then Yehuda is permitted to marry her. So, and that's a case, not of marriage, it's a case of Anlusa, and that she's a victim. And, that, and then Reuben and Shimon both married these two girls. So now you have a case where Reuben's daughter is forbidden to, to sorry, Reuben's wife is forbidden to Levi, so the other woman is permitted, the sister is permitted, and Shimon's, and Shimon's wife, the daughter of Yehuda, is permitted. Yehuda and the other woman is permitted. The mission didn't want to learn that, says him, says he, because that's not talking about marriage, and we're only talking about marriage. So those six cases don't count when we say muta to one is forbidden to the other one. Says the first six cases, which are all similar to the case of a daughter. In my time, why? Even the bitter The only way it's possible is if it was done by force. But not by marriage. Not talking about marriage. Not talking about where she's forced. 
Abaya says, who cares if it's marriage or divorce? The, the cases are still a, a, a valuable lesson in life, and therefore a valuable lesson in halacha, and therefore we're talking about all 15 cases. It doesn't matter if it's done, done she's the mother's a victim. It, we're not interested so much in the mother's relationship. We're more interested in, in the outcome between the two brothers and the next two brothers. Since the past, it's possible also to one and mutter to the other. Eat boy if you want, if you want to learn that, talking about victim, fine. And he boy, we don't care how it happened. I will H is I'll tell you what I do agree. There is one case in the Mishnah that can have a case of the only way that you can have a brother-in-law that didn't exist in the beginning, but then that came around afterwards, two brothers-in-law, two brothers that so therefore one woman is also to one of the brothers and the other who wasn't around in the beginning, and the other woman is also to other brothers can only work out according to Rab Shimon. According to Rab I don't care when the brother was born, whether it was born. After Reuben died, whether it was born after the woman married Shimon, in all cases, it's considered the ages of So it's never possible to be muted to one of these brothers who wasn't around and also to the other one. Only according to Rav Shimon. If you remember what Rav Shimon said is the way we learn, not Rabbi Yishev. The way we learn Rav Shimon is, Rav Shimon holds, and we'll see in one minute. If Reuben dies, and 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 then uh, let's say Levi was born, Levi is forbidden to Reuben's wife. And now if, if uh, Reuben's wife marries Shimon, She's still forbidden to uh, to Levi because once she was she was permitted, Levi was forbidden to her. It remains forever. But if Yehuda was born after Shimon married, as far as Yehuda is concerned, it's Shimon's wife. So Yehuda can marry Shimon's wife, and Levi can't. So if we add a total of more explain a minute, six a total of six brothers, we'll find a case where it's it's forbidden. What's forbidden to one brother is permitted to the other one, or it's forbidden, it's forbidden to the other one is permitted to this one. And as more explain a minute. So therefore, we don't want to get involved in an argument with Shimon Chamit. Look, look at my. Safra, Safra, Metagim, he says, no, half ages, I don't care if it goes going to Shimon, it's still, it's still, we can still learn it, Muta to one, Asa to one. Umeshkachla, how do you find it? Bishiso Achit, six brothers, were Libra Shimon. And the Moro explained the situation. Bishimanach and the Simon to remember as follows. Mace, and the Moro spelled it out. So we'll just look. Mace, the first brother died. Nailed, the fifth brother was born. The Yibim, the second brother married her. Mace, and then the, the second brother died. Nailed, the sixth brother was born, the Yibim, and the, and the fourth brother married her. The Gemara spells it out. Reuben, the Shimon, the Suyin, You see, the Gemara always talks about Reuben and Shimon as well. Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters, Leah and Rachel. And Levi, the Yehuda, two other brothers, there was Levi and Yehuda, they were Suyin, they were married to other women. Mace Reuben, when Reuben dies, then died, Nailed, Yisachar, Yisachar was born. Now, Yisachar cannot marry Reuben's wife. Even if, if, if Levi, in turn, marries Reuben's wife, it's too late. It's also, it's also. The even Levi, Levi married her. But then Mace Shimon. Shimon then died. So now, as far as Shimon's wife is concerned, um, Yisachar is perfectly a, a, a Yavim, because he was around. Uh, but then Noel Zvum. Zvum was born a week later. So he is usher on Shimon's wife. The Yibim Yehuda and Yehuda married Shimon's wife. And then what happened was Mace Levi, Yehuda, Levi, and Levi also died without any kids, childless. The Nafal who came Yisachar's womb, now they're before Yisachar's womb. So Reuben's wife, who ended up with Levi, is forbidden to Yisachar, but permitted to Zvulun. Shimon's wife, who is forbidden to Zvulun, because Zvulun was born afterwards, but permitted to, to, you, uh, to, to Yisachar, because he was around. Once forbidden to one, permitted to the other one. 
And that's a case of so each one can marry the other woman. So he had the same thing even by Eshazach if he followed up Shimon. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, why do you need that Yehuda then should marry, let's say, Shimon's wife? It's the same thing. Let's let's say that Yehuda never married. Shimon's wife was still a free woman. But if, since Shimon's wife is, is forbidden to, uh, to Zvulun, because he was born afterwards, you have the same situation. So, she, you know, she'll be a, a, a sister of, um, of, um, of Reuben's wife who now ends up with Levi. And the same thing, Yisachar can marry one and Zvulun can marry the other. Why is it relevant to tell us that Yehuda remarried? So, you know, you're right. As far as uh, as far as, uh, um, as Shimon's wife is concerned, we don't care whether she married Yehuda, she didn't marry Yehuda, it's the same problem. Zvulun is forbidden to her. But we are also, our Mishnah also talks about Sarah. So we're looking for a case where this effect impacts on the co-wife. So that's why we said Yehuda, who already had an existing wife, married her. Tzara. So you okay. If you're telling me that the Mishnah is giving us examples of every possibility of a, of a, of a wife, and then of a co-wife, what about a co-co-wife, which the Mishnah concludes, Tzara Tzaras? So you not a problem. You're going to hold the Mishnah, then God will usher who were married to other women, ended up marrying Reuben's and Shimon's original wives, then their co-co wives become us as well. And that's how, that's how they continue. Next Mishnah. There were three brothers. Reuben and Shimon married to Leia and Rachel. Oh, you should be, we already had this Mishnah before, remember, um, or similar to this Mishnah. And Robert thought that we're talking about that you married all of them. Oh, you should be a woman and a daughter. Oh, you should be a woman and a granddaughter. Oh, you should be a woman and a grandson. In other words, one uh, that you have two women here that each one, one of them is, um, you can't marry both. You can't marry both. So what do you do in this case? But each one is, but each one, they're both zakuk to you, but you cannot marry both. So you can't marry any of them because it's the daughter of your zakuk, it's the mother of your zakuk, it's the sister of your zakuk. So therefore you cannot marry them, you have to And however, Rav Shimon, we already had before, Rav Shimon says, that no, that in this case, in these cases, there's no, by the sisters, there's no, you don't have to do yibam roll with the other. One of them gets, they're both cut. Um, we'll soon see why. Unless we're passing from Litzra, okay. But one of them, let's say the mother, daughter, the daughter, let's say was forbidden to you because, or yeah, let's say the mother was forbidden to you because she's your mother-in-law. Then, and then, uh, then you're so like you had before. You cannot say two sisters, and one of them was your mother-in-law. Okay, so she's forbidden to you. Then the, the remaining sister is permitted, which is exactly what we had before. We'll more explain. Isa mitzi, isa kedusha. But let's say that this that one of the sisters is only also rabbanu to you, or only also a lot of, of the Torah. Then, since in theory they're both permitted to you, chotzes v'loy misyabnas. You can only give chalitza. You cannot give yibmaroch. So first, let's understand. Tanya b'shem epoit b'shem b'shem passes by by both mina chalitza or mina yibu. Passes by both chalitza and yibu. Shlem it says ishalach chotzes leisika chalitza. Do not take a woman and a sister. Do not take them litzerayr. So normal taiches, you shouldn't take them both to marry them both because they'll become rivals. But he dashes b'shoshenaset when they become like ko yevamis means don't marry, don't marry either of them. If they both become the two yevamis, our sisters, there's no mitzvah even there whatsoever. Okay, that's up Shimon's view. Then we said if one of them is an Erba, lovely. We just learned that on the top of the page that if one of them is an Erba, she's out of the equation, and the remaining sisters permitted. Hainuhach says he might be right. Let Rav Shimon Isach 
where this Chiddush is according to Rav Shim, who just told us that two sisters, there's no mitzvah yibum. So Salke, I would have thought, stay, two sisters. If two sisters come to you, now you have to marry one of them. There's no yibum at all, there's no chlitz at all. So I would have thought in the case where one of them is forbidden to you, is maybe we should, uh, let us, let us say we don't want you to marry the remaining one because people make a mistake. You'll see two sisters, you're marrying one of them. They'll think you can always do that. I'm not worried. Two sisters, there's no mitzvah at all. If one of them is forbidden to you, go ahead and do the other one. Okay, we'll take, um, let's get into the mission and then we'll take a pause. It's a mitzvah, says Yimara, but Amar Abshimin. Yes, and you wonder if it's an Issa mitzvah. So if it's an Issa mitzvah, that means in theory, Mahatayla, she's bound to you. It's only Rabbanan that we don't want you to marry. So since Mahatayla, she's bound to you, so you have two sisters. Rabbi Shimon just said, if you have two sisters, the Taylor says there's no Yibu. So what do you mean if you have, if, 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 if there's an Issa mitzvah, you, you give Chalitza? What's that going on? What, what kind of chalitza? In Mahatari, you have two sisters bound to you. Your parts are completely caught up Shimon because it says Litzra. It's a mitzvah. Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon just said, Shteyachai is two sisters. Loichelts is Veloimis Yadmes. Sigmar says, You're right. But in this case, if one of them, let's say, is your mother or one of the sisters, when they're abundant, we're going to force you to give a chalitza to remaining sister. Um, um, we are worried that people will see that you don't that you don't uh, give a chalitza at all to the second to the to the sister. They're going to say, ah, so maybe uh, isa mitzvah is um, generally is nothing. is it, is like uh, is not really anything. And they'll never give a chalitza. They'll never give anything. <clears throat> If you're going to exempt them completely, if somebody will, will see it, they'll think not because of Eichel's cooker. They'll just think that if they see that, that in, in this case, that nothing happens, they'll think that an Issa Mitzvah is like an Erva. So let's say only Reuben was married to your mother-in-law, only one woman, and then now you have Shemil, they'll think, well, there's no Yibum here because well, there's nothing that has to be done by an Issa Mitzvah, not your mother-in-law. If there's an Issa Mitzvah, let's say your grandmother, they'll think, Nothing has to be done because we saw two brothers there and all that. They don't realize the problem there because Achoy is Kukosai. So, therefore, we're worried about Isa Mitzvah generally. Okay, I understand regarding the Isa Mitzvah. I understand, okay, you have to give a Chalitza. But the sister, why do you have to give Chalitza to the remaining sister? It's Achoy is Kukosai and Achoy is Kukosai. You don't, um, you don't have to, um, and, and if, if someone answers, the sister has bad luck. Loss is an expression, you mean luck. She's grabbed in, she's tagged, she's, she, she's dragged along with her sister, the Issa Mitzvah. If there's an erva there, we're not gazer at all. And let's say if one of them was a, was a mother and it's Asr, and the din is allowed to marry the, the remaining sister, we don't say, oh, give a chalitza or anything else. And uh, and you don't have any chalitza, why? But if why be worried there? Shiny erva, erva is different. The nigma gemidala incha, everyone knows that, you know, if it's a mother of an erva, everyone knows the laws that you cannot marry her, and therefore the remaining sister remains all right. But call Isla, everyone is aware. Okay, this ends today's Gemara. Take a pause.